Features up, rolling, sound speeds, and action. Back to what I was saying. Ba 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 brown. Ba 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 ba. That's why. I, that's why we're saying it. Or that's why I said okay. Now, because I was like, where did I come yeah, up with that? Surf ninjas. <laughs> yeah, that's no, literally, I just start writing. I don't know why. You know why? And then when you do it, I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Oh no, it that's makes why. sense now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, you know what's funny? I should leave this as the beginning of the episode because. The last thing I said on the last episode was we should watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, well, then in that case, all right, all right, we're back. What up, Henry? What up, Joe? <laughs> uh, welcome back to another episode of The Fourth Wall. I am your host, Jeff Wood. I am here, as always, with Henry Marquis. And uh, this is episode 39? Yep, 39. Fam, we moving. We got one more to the big photo. Oh, jeez. Oh, then we got to buy like a convertible or something. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, we get a drop top so it can be 7 o'clock. Stop. No, Ursher. <laughs> Can we cruise the streets? No. No? Okay, shit. Only if you got some real pretty, pretty little things waiting for you. I'll leave that with you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah. How's it going? It's going. It's going. You good? Yeah. I I watched a movie. I watched a Netflix show. Thanks to you. Okay. Good Good suggestion, by the way. We'll get to that. We'll oh, get to yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good show. Um, well, movie. Movie, sorry. It was a good <laughs> showing of a movie. <laughs> right. I don't know what I'd be saying sometimes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I had a really short weekend, but in a way, I was kind it, of rested. Was it less than Saturday and Sunday? How you? How was it short? Okay. It felt, no. it felt like it was less than... <laughs> I'm fucking like, with you. Like I it know, was just a... I know what you mean. Saturday? Saturday. 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 Day. So this Saturday. <laughs> it, day, it was a done day. That's for it sure. It was a done day. Because I didn't watch the movie or the show until Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah. Going into the AM. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why you're talking so weird to me right now. I don't know either. <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> Bro, I'm tired. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I get more like energetic and delirious when I'm tired. Yeah. I've noticed. <laughs> I know. I don't know why. I, I feel like I have to disclaim it now. Now nah, you're good. No warnings. No. Nope. Okay. All right. Just all right. go right in. Yeah. Oh. Wait. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Consent. <laughs> all right. <sighs> anyway. Okay. So, uh, I was thinking about asking something different at the start of this episode. You know, sometimes we come in, I just be like, "Well, tell me how you doing, right?" Mm, yeah. How about this? Did you do anything in this past week correlated to your field? Which field? <laughs> Cinematography. Yeah, I actually do it every week. It's just uh, one of those things where I can't discuss, but I did. And it's it's always fun, you know, because I get set up. I look at my and I got to use my equipment this time. Nice. So it's just great because I'm understanding more of how I need to set up a breakdown real quick, mm -hmm. which sucks because it's when I I can't pack up my equipment the way it is. I have to break it down. But right. when I prep it. It takes me about, what, two to three hours because I have to match both cameras. I need to that's break right, it down. Right. I need to see how long it takes to put back up. And if one's on a gimbal, I need to balance the gimbal. But I put a lot of, you know, 
fun stuff on it. Right. So it throws it off. I have to calibrate it. Calibration takes a long time. I need to make sure it accounts for basically uh, the differentiation of movement. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going from quick to slow and angles, if it's going to hold it, I need to do all those tests beforehand because if I'm on the shoot, I can't fuck up. Right. No, that's on one camera. The other one, which uh, I run the A7S on, the, of course, on the gimbal <clears throat> because it weighs less. The FS5, which is Big Mama. Yeah. I Big have dog. to make sure lighting is pristine because that thing, it it deserves a medal. Because, oh. yeah, in, in great lighting or when you have controlled lighting, it's just a beast. It is a beast. Mm-hmm. You have so much dynamic range to play around with especially in you know post-production they right. can it just brings it all out but in low light it is it's a horrible camera oh yeah okay. and i people would differ but it's for me i feel like the conditions need to be very lit you know did we use that on over 21 yeah we did hmm, so you must have really adjusted for that because that was not a very lit environment you were lit though <laughs> everybody see, yeah like, yeah we like we we were spotlighting the hell out of that circle but yeah because we had two kinos yeah and that that's what i mean by lit you yeah know? especially in a dark environment yeah i mean the, the room the was subject, literally black yeah so the subjects <laughs> they were good right but other than that if we had and that was a four bank system so you have four lights damn and we, we had, had that much them, money in it I hate you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a four bag system, which was fucking awesome. Right. You know, it's like the, the Italian job. Just like the Italian <laughs> job. Not like Fast and Furious, but the Italian job. Yeah, yeah. Because had one big bank. Right. Two, actually, because one was empty. Mm. So they had monies. <laughs> no, but yeah, just uh, in my field, yeah, I'm still doing it. Nice. Doing more editing now, though, because I'm getting more work, more promotion stuff. So basically one minute to three minutes things, one continuous shot. And then for actual field work, it just, I, (laughs) I record and I dump it. Right. That's it. Yeah. And let the editor do whatever he needs to do. Okay. Which is actually funny because I, I record in uh, what's called S log. So, right. Yeah. (laughs) So it's Sony log and it, it, it makes the image look flat. Got you. In lamest terms, if people don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. It's as like if you're it's desaturated, basically. Right. So the editor comes back to me and is like, hey, <laughs> oh, here you don't no. go with this. Oh no. Um what what uh <laughs> what profile were you in? Because it looks really flat. I'm like, it's S log, dude. Like you can color correct it. So oh okay, well, um mm-hmm. do, do you know what profile you were in? Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I was in PP2, which is a picture profile too, and it has a gamma as a high gamma actually so you can get the pictures out in post-production okay like da vinci da vinci's great for it high gamma like the hulk high gamma exactly got you high, exactly okay See? that's why it's you <laughs> so it was just funny going back and forth with the editor because i'm like you just want to pass it over man yeah <laughs> sounds uh, like but it. i told him that he had to apply a lookup table a lut and basically he can bring the colors out and adjust accordingly mm-hmm. you know the director's going to be there so it was just funny because this guy is getting the job to do what i wanted to do right but, he but i kind of wanted to do both but i can't do both so right but he didn't know what he was doing yeah exactly oh jeez, fun which, which also makes me also i guess content at the moment until i figure out what i actually want to do but being in the field like that i think that's why i want to go more towards like an independent or i guess my own production company because i want to be able to film and edit mm. you know in cases like this i'm either filming or editing right you know so it kind of takes it away because i look at my work and it's like 
I don't want to post this. Ah. Yeah. So it's it's one of those. Or if I'm editing, I'm doing more work because it's shot. Because they shot it. Yeah. Back, right. Yeah. Well, how about this? Since you know, I just yesterday wrote a new script. Oh. And we are going to do what we need to do to shoot this very soon. Yes. Uh, you get to shoot and edit that. Oh. How's that? <laughs> How's that? Wait, wait, don't I shoot and edit the other one? Shut up! Okay, okay, I'm okay. making it sound like a <laughs> gift to you. I'm making it sound like I'm doing you a favor. Yo, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. You're welcome for letting you do the thing you always do. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so see, I wanted to bring that up, but since you already did, yo, this script you wrote don't is, don't speak too high of it yet because it might suck <laughs> to okay other people. well i thought it was great okay I'm, I'm, all right That's thank me. you thank you thank you so i'll just Appreciate leave it, it there <laughs> but i'm also a, what's it called a logistician oh yeah. look at you so, i mean throwing out your myers brig type yeah i brig the myers <laughs> i brig the myers but yeah no, no thank you thank you that i was surprised at how quickly that one came to me and how i was able to spit it out yeah like literally like two hours and i was done like yeah uh but yeah when, when it flows it flows when, exactly yeah. <laughs> and I you know it's funny because i was thinking because you know what i just asked you like did you do anything this week for your craft i was trying to think of like what i could say if you flipped it back on me and i didn't even think about the script i wrote yesterday <laughs> that didn't even come to me like yeah i guess that would yeah. absolutely be a part of it um what I was going to say was on Friday, I actually went to see a play. Oh, what kind of play? And it was a little, uh, like a small, like co-op play. Uh, it was like a three person show. And I actually went because I know two of the people in it, but my coach was the director. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so I was like, I got to go and support mm -hmm. and see his work. And like his, his son was one of the one of the actors in it. And one of the girls that's in one of his other classes was in it. And I've, I've worked with her before. So I was like, yeah, I definitely want to go check it out. Uh, and it was dope. It was it was a nice show. It was everybody did a great job. It was a, a really good showing. They were running it for like three weeks. I, I made it in the last weekend. And it was just it was cool because it reminded me again. It's been a while since I've seen a play. Mm hmm. And it just reminded me again of just how different the, the art forms are in acting for stage versus acting for camera, yeah. you know? And it's been a while since I've been able to watch people do the acting for stage stuff. You know, I just, yeah. it, I just really haven't watched that firsthand in a while. Mm -hmm. And it was just really cool to see and it was really refreshing. And it did remind me though, why I prefer camera. <laughs> And I don't mean that in a, in a bad way. Mm -hmm. It's just, for me, I kind of get my thrill from nuance performance. Yeah. Like, I like smaller things the better. Like, you know, like, I love, like, close-up acting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where you can, just a slight twitch in the eye can be everything. Yeah, right? yeah. You can't do that on stage. Because nobody can see it. No, no. You know, everything has to be big and, and bigger and projected for the back of the room. Yep. You know? And so it's just a different style of acting. And, you know, you you're opening yourself up to the to the audience to to you know the fourth wall right yeah. you're opening you're you're literally turning your body to the audience the whole time and you you can't do things that would get picked up by another shot mm -hmm. you know because there is no other shot the audience That's is at that. one spot mm -hmm. and you got to play to them the whole time it's kind of like cheating the camera but you're cheating the audience but you're cheating to the audience mm -hmm. at all times yeah. you know so it was just it was really nice to to see and i haven't 
hell, I haven't done theater in so long, like early teens since the last time I was like actually in a theater performance of something. Yeah, yeah. And even that was like some school stuff, you know, it wasn't even like, like the last time I did theater where it was a professional thing yeah. <laughs> was literally, I was like seven or eight. Oh, wow. I mean, it was Broadway. Yeah. But I was like, that's crazy. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's the last time I've done theater professionally. And I just, it just reminded me that like, yeah, I, I really do prefer the, I do prefer the screen, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with the the craft of, you know, theater work. It's just, it's not where I get my thrills, you know? Fun fact, I did theater. What? Yeah, in uh, elementary school and middle school. I didn't know that. Around the World in 80 Days, Ragtime, Romeo and Juliet, and fifth grade i was actually in a great davis commercial yeah fam okay episode 39 <laughs> jeff meets henry <laughs> writes that in my notes <laughs> oh, okay it was actually in middle school where uh what was it wait yeah it was romeo and juliet where i was able to be behind like behind the scenes afterwards because there was three showings oh so behind the scenes where i i like it better you know just the nixon you know yeah it was, it was cool so i just remember acting wearing weird shit and right it was cool i got to kiss a girl <laughs> and i liked it there you go yeah all right katie yeah um, <laughs> no but yeah nice well shit that's enough getting to know you i mean I, <laughs> uh, yeah uh i know one thing that we should do is Jump into trailers now, right? We've been oh, talking for a little bit now. Okay, okay. So okay. I, let's let we should also preface the rest of this episode by saying we're not really sure how long this will be. It might not be that long because there's really nothing to fucking talk about at all. Like we kind of talked about it last week, how we knew we weren't going to be having anything to talk about this week. No, but we here. But we're here. Yeah, we did. We almost skipped this week. Almost. But we were like, you know what? We've skipped a lot of weeks recently. Yes. And y'all are, y'all are still listening, so we should give y'all something to listen to. So yes. we're here. Yes, and I am happy because this trailer, well, I don't know which one you're going to say first. But we, not that okay. one. Okay. Do the other okay. one, do the other one first, right. Right. since we're more excited about this. Yes. Okay, so let's start with, actually, another reason I'm glad we kind of waited an extra day, because we got to talk about this now. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the Birds of Prey trailer. Yeah. Okay. I like the colors. Colors are good. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know where they're going with this. Okay. But that's... I... I like the colors. <laughs> oh, which, it's, but okay, but from you being a cinematographer, that's actually a big statement. Actually, it is, it <laughs> you is. know, you being not only a cinematographer but an editor as well, mm-hmm. that is a big statement to say you like the colors. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody else would be like, uh, okay, so. so what I mean by colors, I, I guess I should break it down is yeah, the do mood, it. the tone. Yes, you know, the tone of the whole uh, what's it called? I guess the editing process. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's gonna be shown on screen. So for me, I enjoy the mood. Right. The whole thing, the color palette, it just really popped out to me. Right. So for me, if that's going to pop out, I want to see it, especially with the wide angles, with the, where they chose to have the close ups. Like, right. I was interested. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed the thinking about the color palette, like you're talking about, that they had this really interesting mix of kind of flat and muted colors mm-hmm. with really vibrant pops. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you almost can start with. Just what they did to Margot as a whole. Because they've clearly made her skin a little more pale than she normally is. Yeah. Right? Because Harley is very, like, 
Like her skin is literally like white, white, you know, not like Caucasian, yeah, but like yeah. the color white. Yeah. <laughs> and but then on top of that, they add all these this vibrant makeup and all these crazy colors and the clothes and the boas and all that kind of stuff. And so yeah, it's just she is like the model for the color palette of the mm-hmm. whole thing, you know, very muted and very pale, but at the same time very colorful and very yes. vibrant. Um and I'm going to stop saying vibrant now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, okay. But now I want to go to what you said a second ago. Where were they going? I, I Beats the fuck out of me. Right? <laughs> and it's not a complaint. I just, I still don't know yeah. anything. I think. They didn't give us too much on that no. one. No. And they gave like hints of storyline, but like not enough to know anything. Yeah. And. A part of me is like, I like that, right? Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of instances where I prefer trailers that don't really give me too much of storyline and kind of leave things very vague, right? Okay, I'll stop you right there. Even if it's a sequel, not a sequel, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If we've already been introduced to them, I'm sorry. That's what I, yeah. Right. So, and that's kind of where I was about to go. That's, okay. That's where the big butt was coming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um but I feel like I need to know more to know why I would want to see a Harley Quinn led movie. Yes. Cause her character has never been a lead. No, she's never really, I mean, I mean you, I guess you could start to argue when they get to, um, the like Gotham city sirens, right. Mm-hmm. That like she became a little bit more of a lead, but at the same time, the sirens was her Catwoman and poison Ivy. So yeah. like, Who's to say who was the top of the three, you know? But, yeah, I just, I want to know why I care about Harley Quinn's story. About a Harley Quinn story, right? Because it's not her origin. It's not, it's a continuing from Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. And I just want to know, why would we follow her? What do we need to know? What do we care? I'm assuming they just thought that we would grow fond of her from Suicide Squads and just, hey, She's going to have her own movie. Let's follow her over here. Right. Which it works. Like what I will say is I still think, and I've thought this since the day they announced it. I still think Margot is the perfect casting choice for Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. I agree. Perfect. I'm just not sure they're giving us the Harley Quinn. I want to see. It's not necessarily a bad Harley Quinn. I just don't know if it's the one I want to see. You know, I, I want to see, the Harley Quinn that is following the Joker around, obsessed with him. He doesn't give a shit about her. Mm-hmm. You know, like that wacky Harley Quinn. Like, I want to see that still. I don't know if I want to see the emancipation of Harley Quinn. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. I don't know if I want to see the liberated on her own version because that's not really yeah, the exciting exist. part of Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. The, the reason she was so popular for... You know, those of us that remember, I mean, she was introduced in the animated series. Yeah. You know, she's actually the only Batman character to be introduced in the animated series and then transition into the comics. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I want to see that. You know, I want to see the dynamic between her and Joker, but like done right. Yeah. Because obviously, Suicide Squad, they did it wrong where Joker was also in love with her. And he, Joker's not in love with Harley no. Quinn. He, he doesn't really want her around but he just kind of tolerates her Mm -hmm. you know 
Hell, in the animated series, he was whooping her ass all the time. <laughs> it was a, if there yeah. was a relationship, it was domestic violence as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I just I kind of want to see that. And then I know that Margot made a big stink after Suicide Squad that she did not want to wear that outfit anymore. That like the super short shorts oh, and yeah. the, the, the outfit she was wearing mm-hmm. that with the huge heels and all that. She was like, no, if I'm doing this character again, we're changing that shit. And so I know that they're switching it up with the wardrobe. But again, I kind of want to see the Harley that I want to see. Yeah. You know, I know we're not going to get the red and black jumpsuit. I, I know. But it just I don't know. I will say that I was I was happy to see they added the mallet. Yeah. I was happy to see the hyenas. Mm-hmm. I just don't know where it's going. Yeah. I don't either. I don't know. I <laughs> I did see the trailer though, the before I saw the well, okay, I saw the teaser. There you go. In theaters. For the it. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Of course it wasn't for it, but I saw it. So it was, it was clever. Right. If it was right before, you know. Yeah. It only I they they even played that teaser before other films. Yes. That doesn't work before other films. No, because I thought I walked into the wrong theater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you if you started with the whole balloon thing, like it only really works if you're seeing it. Mm-hmm. They should have waited for this trailer to drop to keep it in other Probably. screens. I don't know, but yeah, I I have not yet decided if I'm excited to see the movie. I'm excited to see where they're going with it. Okay, but yeah. I have a different. But see, I'm going in with a different perspective. Right, you're you're going in looking at visuals. Yeah, and, looking yeah. at birdies, colorful <laughs> birdies. So. Yeah, it was uh, nice to finally get a longer look at uh, Journey mm-hmm. as, as her character because it's just been like half second flashes yeah. so far. Uh, so we finally got Only to got see glimpses, her. Yeah, yeah, finally heard her talk and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Uh, I don't know if I realized Rosie Perez is in it before seeing the trailer. I don't know if I knew that. I didn't know that. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, I didn't know that. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. I, I really have... A lot of faith in in Margot in portraying the character. Oh yeah, definitely. I just don't know where the story's going, and mm. I don't know if they're giving her enough. Like, like I'm sure Jared Leto could have played a great Joker if the Joker was written right. You think so? I don't think that Joker was written right. So I'm because I I think Jared Leto puts a decent amount of himself into his characters. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that he even put a lot into that character. Okay. Into that iteration of Joker, it's just it was a poorly written iteration of Joker mm-hmm. from a character accuracy standpoint. Okay. Right? Yeah. It it wasn't poorly written as in like just bad writing. It just that wasn't the Joker. Yeah. You know? And so portrayed differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just wish they would stop trying to create new ways to show the Joker and just either do another character or do the Joker right. Like <laughs> we don't need a fresh take on the Joker. Just either give us the joker or pick another villain but see i think that's what they're intentionally trying to do they're trying to do something new because they're trying to catch our attention they're not trying to fall into the norm like marvel you know but yes batman has the greatest dc rogues gallery yes yes there are a million villains to pick from okay i'm gonna ask a. <laughs> I you guess you don't have to pick the joker i'm gonna ask a problematic question then oh yeah who do you think their demographic is? What do you mean? Like, who are they aim? Who are they targeting uh, this film for? Wait, Harley or Joker? Both. Let's just say both. Like, let's say Joker. Like, if they're doing, I Joker, think it's two different audiences for those two. Really? Yeah. Do you think? Oh, because I still think that they're not thinking about the fans. 
I'm, in both cases, that's what, at least that's what my theory is. That's yeah. why they're not going that route. Yeah. They want to try something new. They thought, okay, superheroes are still in the game. We're hot right now. Let's try something new. They yeah. probably will like it. Like, I don't even know what to compare that to. But yeah, I mean, well, how many times have we seen backlashes on the internet? Like, hey, do this right, do this right, and we're getting things that are worse. Right. So I, I, I couldn't even tell you who their audience is. I think the the expected audience for the Harley Quinn movie is the same as the Suicide Squad movie. I don't is think it though because it's still brand new and it caught all of us. It caught all of us. Like, but I think the only people that would be excited to see more of Margot's Harley Quinn are the people that were uh, excited to see Suicide Squad or enjoyed Suicide Squad. Ah, uh, okay, that's different. That's different. Right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. okay. The people that enjoyed Suicide Squad, right? Because otherwise, if you didn't enjoy Suicide Squad, you don't care about more Margot playing Harley. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. maybe, not necessarily. Okay. <laughs> Because you could have not enjoyed the movie, but enjoyed her as Harley. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I kind of fell into that yeah. bucket. Okay. I didn't necessarily enjoy the film as a Suicide Squad movie, but I really enjoyed Margot as Harley. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to see more of Margot as Harley. And I think that's kind of who they're targeting. Just those people that enjoyed Margot's Harley Quinn. Okay. I don't think, like you said, I don't think they're necessarily thinking about DC fans mm-hmm. in quotes, you know? I think they're just like just a hot market, and they're yeah. just trying to get a piece of the pie, yeah. kind of thing. Because, like you said with Joker, I don't think Joker is thinking about DC fans. No, you know, like sure, there's going to be a lot of DC fans that are going to see it, but I don't think that's the target. Like Marvel pitches their movies for Marvel fans. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. it is people that love Marvel characters and Marvel films that want to go see more of them. Or the people that just want to like see what the big movie of the time is, right? But that's not who you're marketing to. You're marketing to the fans, which mm-hmm. is why so much of their films are fan service. Yep. You know, I don't think the DC these DC films, the ones we're talking about right now, are necessarily fan service. No. You know, so I don't, I, I, I don't know. No, with this new era of you know, just this new generation. Yeah. They're just trying to catch their attention. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I was gonna dabble into this later but we might as well do it now while we're kind of talking about it let's talk about this controversy around joker oh yeah so i did not want to do another episode talking about the joker film before we actually saw the joker film yeah but i think this is important and needs to be discussed Mm -hmm. so there are a lot of reports now warning people to be careful about violence at the theaters when going to see the joker warning about aurora copycats Mm -hmm. warning about just people taking the wrong message from this film and kind of copycatting the 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 message right and the 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 message and the storyline of this film is a guy that's been picked on so long that he snaps and decides to take it out on the world Mm mm-hmm and as we know, that is the same message we see in our headlines all the time. Yep. And it's why instantly people were so kind of off-put and standoffish to this film. Not everyone, but a lot of people because they saw the connection. And they saw that like, well, we don't need a glorified representation of that on screen no. when we're trying to get these people to stop. So they're literally, even the military... 
the Department of Defense is putting out statements yeah. warning the military, like, be careful at these screenings. There, there have been no official threats, mm-hmm. right? They have nothing on paper or anything of substantial weight that they've shared with us that says that they know of someone planning anything. They're just saying, be careful. And they're warning people. And some theaters are even going the extra step, like the Aurora Theater yeah. is not playing the Joker. Huh. Wow. They have, they have decided not to screen the film at all. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I get it. I get it. For those that don't remember, I'm sure most of us do, but for those that don't remember, the Aurora Theater, that's where the Dark Knight shooting was. Mm-hmm. Right? That's when the the premiere of the Dark Knight, uh, someone goes into the theater, kind of dressed loosely like the Joker, and shoots up the theater. So yeah, there are a lot of theaters right now that, like I said, Aurora has decided not to show it at all, or at least that theater in Aurora. I don't, I don't know how many there are there, but that specific one has decided not to show it. There are other theaters that have said, you know, they're not going to allow anyone to have any kind of makeup or any kind of costumes or yeah. anything uh, kind of related to the the characters in that way. There are other theaters that have said, we don't see any reason to do anything special. We, we don't think there's going to be a threat. We, whatever, nothing's changing. Yeah. Um, some other theaters are just upping security, but I think it says a lot about not just, I guess the film as a whole, but just our society as a whole, mm-hmm. that, this even needs to be a thing, you know, that we have this movie coming out about this fantasized character in this completely fictional world that's doing these completely fictional things. And we have to warn people to be careful that somebody might take it as a rally call to incite violence on innocent people. As much as I don't even want to put any energy into that notion I just feel like I have to say as somebody who will also be seeing Joker opening night to everyone, just be careful out there. Yeah. Keep your eyes open and follow all those instructions that they they tell you when you go to the theaters, know the exits, you know, make sure your phone's charged. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All those things that you just kind of need to keep in the back of your head. Now it's, (laughs) you want to really get political. Basically, do all the things that we now have to tell eight-year-olds to do when they go to school. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah, I, I really, like I said, I didn't want to do another segment talking about this film that we still have not seen, uh, but I will be seeing it this week. But when this episode is released, you know, by the time you're hearing this, Joker is out. <laughs> you know, well, it'll either be out tonight if you're listening to it Thursday morning. Yeah. Or if you're listening to it the day after, it's already out. Mm-hmm. So... Just be careful. Yeah, that's that's the only disclaimer I really wanted. To... Did you read the comments of the director? Which ones? Uh, the ones that have basically... It, it basically... It, he's confused as to why this has happened to his movie or yeah. why it's happening with the movie like this and it didn't get any backlash from like other movies like John Wick. You know? Okay, yes, those comments. Yeah, so... Yes, I saw the 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 Todd Phillips comments and and specifically comparing it to a film like John Wick and yes. why John Wick didn't have that and it's it's a completely different 
thing. It's apples and oranges. John Wick is not a movie about a guy who the world ignores and picks on and pushes into a corner until he snaps and kills innocent people. John Wick is a mercenary. Mm-hmm. He's an assassin that was minding his own business until other mobsters came in, fucked up his world, and he took vengeance on them. Yes. Not anybody else. Not innocent people. He's pretty sure he spent some time saving innocent people <laughs> throughout yeah. those films. And yes, while you can say that the the connecting factor is that it's a guy going on a violent spree, right? Mm-hmm. But I think we all understand the concept of a hero in a movie going on a vengeance quest. Yeah, vengeance versus revenge. Right. Mm-hmm. And something that I think really makes it different is that it's even in the fantastic kind of fiction world, it's a it's a justified vengeance in a way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even people make the joke all the time that like, he did all this because of the dog, right? But no matter what the the inciting incident was, it was it was justified in a in a way that while we all know we wouldn't do it, we understand why the character did it. Yeah. Right? Like we all have had those thoughts like, well, if somebody did something to my family, you know, I would do something, you know, mm-hmm. we all we get that. We know most of us don't ever get put in that situation. But when we see it happen to a character on the screen, we're like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? The Joker's different. It's different. This is not a guy getting vengeance on, you know, somebody killing his dog or killing his wife or kidnapping his girlfriend, you know, the things that are the usual tropes in films. Mm -hmm. Yes. This is everyone picked on you because you're different and you decided everyone needs to be punished. It hits too close to home. Too Too close. close. Like, and I don't want any of this to be taken as us condemning the film. mm Mm-hmm. Right. Because once again, we have not seen it yet at the time we're recording this. And as we've said before, it may be a glorious film. We our concern is more about how it represents the character we love, Mm -hmm. not necessarily the film, you know, as as a whole. But it's a different beast. It really is. And I just think that it's a it's an unfair. I think that was an unfair comparison to make because. I think what it was implying was not not just you should treat Joker like you treat John Wick, but depending on the way the pendulum swings, it could also be, well, if you feel this way about Joker, then feel that way about the John Wicks. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we need to get to a point where we're saying, that we need to put these kind of warnings out for all action films. I and that was a problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's cause it's different and it, it's just, it's not the same, mm-hmm. you know, it, there's a reason why nobody's feeling that way about Rambo, <laughs> you know, it's just different. Mm-hmm. And I did like the statement that Warner brothers made where I think it was really brief, but basically to summarize it, they basically said, Look, despite what the murmurs are out there, this film is not touting this character as a hero. Mm -hmm. We are not showcasing him as someone to look up to. 
And I have faith that the film shows that accurately and shows that he's not someone to model your life after, right? But the problem is the people that would do that don't need you to explicitly say it. No. That's just what they're going to do, you know? And so that's why there's this talk. That's why there's warnings. That's why there's controversy. But we'll see, you know? (laughs) Because at the same time, this film was also in early talks for Oscars. Oh, yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. What's going to happen if nothing happens when the film was released and then it wins Best Picture or Best Leading Man and that's what has somebody like, well, shit, you guys love that, so let me do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like who knows? So it's just it's a different it's a different story. It's yeah. a different world, mm-hmm. and I just want everybody to be safe. Uh, it it sucks that we have to have this conversation, yeah, but I, I just want everybody to be safe. Yeah. yeah okay. Be cautious. Be cautious. Okay. Before this episode gets long and we turns into a normal length <laughs> when we had <laughs> when we had nothing to talk about. Um, okay, let's go back. To trailers and let's talk about six underground fucking michael bay made a netflix movie michael bay made a netflix movie like what in the fart dude <laughs> and ryan reynolds is in it stop bro yeah this is amazing yeah that opening shot i was like this looks too familiar mm-hmm. i i loved watching you watch the trailer when i already saw, seen yeah. it and just watching you try to figure out like why does this look like yeah what what is going on and then it says from director michael bay and you're like ah yes yep 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 i fanboyed all over the laptop dude it looks that's disgusting it, <laughs> lo- it looks so good i this goes back to what i say all the time I don't know why Michael Bay gets so much hate. I don't either. I think he's fucking great. I love his movies. I think somebody has to make Michael Bay movies. It might as well be Michael Bay. Yeah, his <laughs> choice on anamorphic lens, just his shots, his palette as well. Oh, his palette is amazing. It just Did you notice that he well, one we all we know that he loves women in white. Yeah. He yeah. always has women wearing white. Mm-hmm. But I loved how he switched it up in the first shot of that other girl where she's wearing like the lime green dress. We Pop. we don't see him do that usually. Like no. usually that girl would be wearing white. Yeah. And oh man, that stood out. That with the like pink gas mask mm-hmm. and like, oh, just the just I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it again. The vibrance of it. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm gonna be honest though. I, I don't know. No, well, I don't know what the movie's about. I was too focused on like the greatness <laughs> of just the shots and the pacing of the edit. I know there's good guys and bad guys. Right. I know there's a team. From what I've seen, the team, they're all everybody thinks they're dead. Yes. Right? So they're basically the kind of people that you they're dead to the world, but they're still a team yes. and finishing missions and shit like that. Uh, I don't know what the the bad guy's plot is. Or what the mission is. Right? I just, know, I just know it's fucking explosions and big stunts and apparently the world's largest magnet. and <laughs> Which comes in handy. Right? Yeah. Oh, man. It was just so quintessential Michael Bay. Everything oh. I love about Michael Bay. Oh, my gosh. And... Did you catch 
the thing he did, he did something that to me was a nod to one of his own films that I I just loved. That moment in the trailer where they're riding in the car and Ryan is yelling at the driver about the car on the other side of them. And he's yeah. like, you see that? You see that? Like, I don't know about you, but that made me think of Bad Boys 2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they throw the cars. How am I not see that? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I feel familiar. Yeah. It's just like, it was like Michael Bay fan service. Mm. And then you throw in Ryan Reynolds, who we fucking love. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you, you can't go wrong. And then, <laughs> and then your face at the end of the trailer where the Netflix logo popped up. I don't know why. I mean, I would want to see this in theaters, but it's just amazing. Like, I got to say, made, that, that's a little bit disappointing that I can't watch this in yeah, the theater. Yeah. A little bit. But I don't know why I was so excited. Like, it went straight to Netflix. Yo. Like, he made it for Netflix. Yeah. Like, what else are we going to see? And, you know, with this string now, so we got a Scorsese film going straight to Netflix. Mm-hmm. We now have a Michael Bay film going straight to Netflix. Like, these big directors are going to start doing these straight to Netflix yeah. movies. And it's going to change the landscape. Oh, yeah, it is. It is going to change the landscape. And I I don't know yet how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. Because you know how I feel about the the movie experience. experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like this film is one I would want in the big experience. <laughs> yeah. like I want the big screen. I want the explosions larger than life. Yeah. I want that huge. Sure, I will watch it at home on my 4K TV and I will enjoy it. I will turn my sound up. You know, mm-hmm. I got my speakers that are great, <laughs> you know, and I'm going to enjoy it. But there's going to be a part of me that's like, I wish I was in a big ass theater with the big leather seats that recline yeah. and feeling the vibrations mm-hmm. and, you know, the dark room and the just the smell of popcorn. I don't even have to eat it. Just smell it. You know, like, yeah, there's yeah. a part of me that's going to want that. But I'm not going to say no to this movie. No, no. I will be watching this movie. And it's coming yeah. quick. It's in December. Yeah, it's coming quick. When I saw December, I was already like, oh, shit. Right. But then I was kind of curious, like. Why is the trailer? Why is the trailer? Why do we hear about it? Right. And then Netflix makes perfect sense. Yeah. Shit. And then it also made me think. Remember, we got that announcement several months back about that movie with The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, yeah. and Gal Gadot. Uh huh. And it's a Netflix film. Mm-hmm. So things are happening it's, right yeah, now. It's, yeah, it's it's gonna be an interesting next man, year I'm, or I'm, two. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I really want to see that. I really so, want to see it, that. It's going to come out quick. It's gonna yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. It looked great. Oh, staying with Netflix. The Stranger Things 4 announcement clip. Yep. Yep. <sighs> yep. Like, we're not in Hawkins anymore. Nope. Nope. Yo, I have zero idea where they're going. Just like the last one. Right. Or the one before. But I'm ready. Yep. And I'm with it. And I'm starting to notice a trend. We've mentioned it about a couple other trailers. What's with clocks right now in trailers? I don't know. Have you noticed Yeah, yeah, that? yeah, yeah. They had the clock in the mm-hmm. tree and you could hear it ticking throughout the trailer. Like, yeah. What? And on the last episode, we talked about the trailer where yeah. it has a clock uh, image in it. Yeah. And the uh, American Sun, I think it was called. Was that what it was? Is American something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, American Sun. Time's ticking. Right. So... I don't know. It's it's interesting that a bunch of trailers right now are using clocks as their uh, as their driving piece. They're probably just reminding us for daylight savings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's coming up. It's courteous, courteous, you know. They're just telling you to fall back. That's all. 
It, we do fall back. Okay, we cool. D- yes. I, I can never remember that. Spring My phone doesn't fall back. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I still forget it. <laughs> My phone does it for me. It's like, oh, did you? Uh, yeah, I guess. I'm yeah. here on time. Right. <laughs> did you feel the difference? I'm, nope. I'm, I'm just sleeping. more tired or more tired. You, I'm always more tired either way. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's forward or back. I'm always more tired. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. But whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's why I never have a consistent sleep schedule for this reason. Yeah. Can't fuck me up. I'm already fucked <laughs> up. <laughs> I'll be doing my own daylight saving all year round, son. I got to do something that makes it, like, I guess significant. So we fall him back. Like, all right, I got one more hour. Cool. But what can that hour be? Like, what I just here? picture you like, sitting in your living room drinking like, I'm going to lose an hour tonight no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. But, yeah, no, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. And obviously, it'll be next year when it drops. Mm-hmm. Because uh, since the last one just came out, yeah. But yeah, I it's gonna be good. I'm I'm ready, man. I can't wait. I you already the way that we were excited about the last one and the the episode oh. we did about the last one and how we came in here and just screamed about it for an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's coming back. It's the coming next back. one's gonna be the same. I'm expecting all of the boys to be six feet tall because they just keep growing. Yep. Yeah. Talking with like they got someone in the throat. Like, hey. <laughs> Hey, I'm about to have my ass matter. I can't talk about it. What? I just want to get my head. Yeah. What? Uh, I think I think they said I dump your ass. I think that's what they said. <laughs> oh man. Oh, speaking of dumped or almost dumped. Oh. Yep. Spider Man's back. Yep. Yes. I'm so happy. The spider didn't get washed out. <laughs> yeah. Itsy bitsy spider did not get washed the out. Itsy yo. bitsy spider man almost got washed out. <sighs> but he's back. He's still with the MCU. So apparently, what was the deal? So he's back for one more joint solo Spider Man film. Yes. And then I think also one additional MCU film he can mm-hmm. show up in. Yeah. Is the current terms of the contract. And then, of course, they'll go through renegotiating again after that. And we'll do this whole thing again. Yeah. Unless they just get ahead of it and give us what we want and just keep him in the damn yeah. universe. But, yeah, I'm so happy. Because I feel like at some point Sony had to look at all the, just the whole Far From Home movie and realize um, we can't continue any of this. Nope. If the MCU is gone. Nope. Like, you can't. None of it. Like, what are you going to do? There was nothing they could continue, but they were going to be doing the next movie. Like, yeah. how? There's. <laughs> like, they would have lost. They even would have lost Happy. I low-key wanted to see where they were going to go with that. <laughs> Just to say, like, bro, oh, this is what you did. See what you did. You low-key wanted to see. Low-key. That's not what you were doing. Hell no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even know I said that. <laughs> No, but yeah, there's just there was no way you you couldn't continue any of it if you lose the whole concept of Iron Man and Happy and the the suits and the, even the the blip, you know, the whole Thanos snap like you couldn't mention any of that if you pulled him from the MCU. I have no idea where they would have gone. Night Monkey. That's where they would have gone. That's where they definitely would have gone. I mean, <sighs> I'm so glad we don't have to find out no, what they would have had to do. No, no. 
I'm happy too. I know there are some they people. They left us like. Yeah. There are some people that are slightly disappointed at what? the the loss of he's probably not going to show up in the Venom movie now. And he, oh, he absolutely. Oh, yeah. We know that they would have forced him in there before. Uh, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't think it's really a loss at the end of the day. Like, no, I'm, I'm okay does with that, that. Fit. I mean, it does. Did we ever talk about how apparently they filmed a scene with Tom Holland for the original Venom? Yes, we did. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. I, oh, I briefly remember it. Yeah, because like Disney stepped in and was like, "Nah, pull that shit." Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how does that fit? I just with, I just, the, the, with that whole mood, like, yeah, it tonally, doesn't, it just doesn't. It doesn't no. match. But yeah. Hi, I'm Peter. <laughs> no, no, at all. Yeah, Tom Hardy just sweaty and shit. <laughs> oh, man. But yes, I'm so happy. Yeah, same so man. happy. A lot of people are happy. Yeah. yeah. Excited. They understood the tone like uh, of the fans, the mm-hmm. tone of the fans being yeah. like, yo, figure your shit out. Yeah. We No, we don't care what y'all going through. Y'all can't divorce Y'all got kids. Yep. <laughs> Make these kids happy. Wait till we grown. Like, I get them this Christmas, you get them next Christmas. Fam. Type of shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh. Oh, you want to talk about the, the Netflix movie we watched? Oh, Shadow of the Moon? Yes. So, In the Shadow of the Moon. Mm-hmm. So, I saw it because... It was like the top suggested thing on my Netflix when I logged in. It was like the big marquee thing on, when I first logged in. Yeah. And at first I was like, meh. You know, I just looked at the picture and I was like, I don't, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, let me let me see. Let me just click more info, see what it's about. And usually for stuff like that, I'll at least watch the trailer. Okay. Yeah. Right. So click more info. I read it and I'm like, hmm, interesting plot. Let me watch the trailer. I watch it and I'm like, oh. Oh, I'm going to watch this. Mm-hmm. And I think the next day I made time and I sat and watched it. And then after I watched it, like literally as soon as it ended, I texted you and was like, yo, you, you should watch this. <laughs> and yo, I really enjoyed it. I it really I enjoyed it. It was an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. F- fairly original. Yeah. It was just such a sleeper film you know yeah, like definitely. it just came out of nowhere it was almost all relatively unknown actors in it mm-hmm. i mean bokeem woodbine was in there and mm-hmm. he was the only one i knew by name <laughs> you know uh but yeah it was just this really I, I thought it was just a really well done concept and i thought they even uh so the 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 loose plot for those that haven't seen it or haven't seen it show up in their netflix at all is basically there's this cop and in 1988 he encounters this person who uh there were these like mysterious murders and they they basically they they're chasing a suspect and through circumstance of the encounter the suspect ends up dying and well before that they think that people are just getting sick they think it's just going around well yeah and then yeah but i mean that all kind of happens in like 10 minutes when true true right so uh yeah, because very quickly they get to another person who's getting sick and then mm-hmm. she like describes the yes. the the suspect. And so they're so they they through the encounter there there's this suspect and then the suspect dies and many years later, 9 years later, the same kind of killings start happening again and the suspect is seen again. The suspect's back. 
And that throws this cop for a loop, right? Because they never solve it in the first place. Like who the person is, there was no record of this person ever existing. So they thought it was just a copycat at this point. Right. The thing is copycat. And also I want to want to step back. I want to only, I want to describe it like the trailer shows it, not like the movie. So we don't say too much. Oh, I didn't watch the trailer. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I, I only really want to say what's in the trailer because I don't want to, oh, yeah. I don't want to, it's one of those things where yeah. you can very quickly tell too much and mm-hmm. spoil everything. Got it. So as time goes on, we realize that the, the cop is like over decades chasing this person that is kind of a mystery. And in the trailer, they actually do hint that maybe something's happening where kind of we're going forward and, and this suspect is going backwards. Mm-hmm. There's this hint at alternating timelines kind of thing. Uh, with things like rewinding and stuff like that. And so for me, that was enough to to capture me and say, all right, I want to watch it. And then you watch it and it, it really is that, right? And and it plays out better. And it's like every nine years that the they keep encountering each other. Yeah. And it's just it's it's acted really well and it's shot really well. And without saying too much. I did not see that ending coming. Oh, hell no. Dude. Hell no. And it is hard for me to not see an ending coming these days. I did not see that coming. No. I was like, I was already into the movie. And when that moment happens where you know what I'm talking about. Yes. I Like my whole position on my bed shifted. I was like, oh shit, let me get my head closer to the screen. Like what? What? Yeah. That oh shit moment was like, oh shit. It was oh shit. Yeah. And as soon as it started to go into the oh shit, I start figuring it out like a half second mm-hmm. before they did. And I was like, no, no way. No. Yeah. And, then it, and then it's like, they say it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like yep. it was like, what? Oh, I'm, it's so hard to not say too much because I want people to watch this. I don't want to spoil it because I think people really should watch this movie. You should really watch this movie. Yeah. It's called In the Shadow of the Moon. and You will not be disappointed. You, you won't. I don't no. think you will. It's not one of those ones where like, you know how everybody was kind of half and half on movies like Cloverfield Paradox where half people loved it, half people were like, yeah. Eh. I don't think this will be one of those. I feel like if you sit through it, you'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not spectacular, but it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. And I thought the way they did everything was just it, the way they laid the timeline out. It was just really good. And I thought they paid attention to cool details. Yeah, they did. Like, I don't know if you caught, but for the first three or four different time periods that we jumped through, because the film keeps jumping nine years, yes. right? And for the first like three times, they use the NBA to kind of signify the the year they were in. Granted, every time yeah. every time we're going into the year, they flash on the screen like what year it is, right? Mm-hmm. But like when they're in 1988, you hear on the radio they're talking about like a Charles Barkley game, right? Yeah. And then when it was 97. You see the little girl wearing an Iverson jersey yep. and like things like that. It was just like, and I want to say that the, I want to say the next one you heard an announcer talking about like Chris Weber or something. Mm-hmm. It was like somebody like, you know, it was just like kind of cool the way they kept sprinkling little things like that in. But yeah, I just, I, I, I was mind blown by the ending. Yeah, I, I really I was. was. 
I was mind blown by the whole concept of it. Yeah, it was a really good concept, right? I was still trying to figure out where the fuck it was going. And you know what I really loved is their the way they approached the time elements. Mm-hmm. I like the kind of time travel esque storylines where they are finite, right? Mm-hmm. Like even something that happens in the future technically has already happened. Yeah. That kind of concept, right? Or the kind of things where, like, for instance, the very thing that, like, the very thing you're investigating right now is something that your investigation caused later. Yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of concept. Like, you're, like, you are the catalyst of this thing. You just didn't do it yet. Yeah. And you're already investigating something you haven't done yet. Like, that kind of thought, like... Oh man, like and with the little lines that the suspect would say in the different time periods where she would like apologize for something that hadn't happened yet. Yeah, and I things noticed like that. that. Okay, I noticed that. Oh, yeah. Oh. Very well written. Very well done. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Very so great. highly recommend this movie for oh, anybody definitely. that is looking for something to watch. I mean it's a good Netflix. watch. Yeah. yeah, it's on Netflix. Check it out. Netflix is killing right now. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they got some shit. Well, they don't want to leave. And and th- you see a movie like that. Unlike the Michael Bay one, I can understand the value of that movie being on Netflix. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if they would have drawn a lot of people to the theater for that. The thing that I guess worries me about this shift in these kind of films going to Netflix yeah. is an even heavier lean into something that I think I've expressed fears about before on this show and that's the loss of the mid-tier film the mid-budget film yeah 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 i think what's going to happen is those mid-budget films like something like in the shadow of the moon right Mm -hmm. it's not a super indie no you know there clearly was a budget behind it yeah it's not you know a hundred million dollar budget but there's a budget behind it Mm -hmm. right and if those films are all kind of going to the netflix route what's going to happen is the studio's that are going to be putting things in the theaters are only going to start putting things in the theaters if they know for a fact they're going to get a return. Yeah. And generally, the only ones you can basically know from the start you're going to get a return are those huge blockbuster joints, right? Yeah. The, the Marvel-type movies. Like, mm-hmm. you know when you're putting out an MCU film, you're making your money back, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to you're not going to flop, right? And that's not to say that a big budget film can't flop because it happens. But I think what's going to happen is people are going to, the studios are going to be even more standoffish about the mid-tier ones where, you know, say it cost them 20 million to make it. And they don't know if they're going to make 40 or make 10, Mm -hmm. you know? And in those cases, they might still make the movie, but then put it on Netflix. And I think we're going to get the, we're going to lose that entire mid tier of films in the theater. Ah, uh, yeah. And I, I would still like to see a lot of those in the theater, mm-hmm. but we'll see what happens. It's the whole game is changing right now on how we consume these things. Uh, and we're going to have, you know, a lot of those films going straight to Netflix, but then like the Irishman having a limited span in theaters so that they qualify for Oscars mm-hmm. and things like that. And then it's going to be like, you got to rush to see it in the theater if you want that experience. <sighs> I mean, it, that doesn't affect me as much because I go opening night for everything. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, I feel bad for the person that generally they can't get to a movie until it's been out for three, four weeks. Yeah. And if you're only putting it in a theater for two weeks, like, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, we'll see. I think it's completely going to change the landscape of just how we consume everything. Mm-hmm. Streaming wars, man. It's getting crazy. Yeah. Uh, okay. You saw Rambo, right? I saw Rambo. Okay. You got to tell me, because I still have not seen it. I don't know if I'm going to. I don't think I'm going <laughs> to. Um, you got you to gotta tell me. Okay. So <laughs> Rambo is about Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally. It's like... <laughs> it's like he said, yo, if this is going to be my last movie, I want it to be about me. <laughs> Wait, not not Sylvester Stallone, but Rambo said this. About Rambo. Yeah, Rambo said this. Okay. This was Rambo talking. Okay. Not Stallone. Rambo. Rambo. So, I mean, it was a good movie. Was I enjoyed it? Okay. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But then towards the end, I realized, yo... He wanted a way to go out, and this is his way to go out. Ah. Yeah. But it was all basically focused on him. The score was so emotional. And <laughs> it was funny because there were... Okay, so it's based in probably somewhere in Arizona, possibly, in some kind of farm. Okay. And then... Yeah, they, I, th- I thought it looked very... Somewhere like, around there. I thought it looked New very Mexico. like New Mexico-ish. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Cross the border over because he has a niece. Mm-hmm. Niece gets kidnapped and drugged and basically and that's why you shouldn't have nieces. N- no, you they shouldn't. always get kidnapped. Yeah, he. <laughs> what's okay? What's funny is he had a sense of humility. Yeah, he had a sense of humility where he got his ass beat. Like he got his ass handed to him. Mm. So he gets back. Then he tries to figure out a way to find out where she is. Mm-hmm. So he goes in. Of course, he gets her. Then it was a misdirection because in a way I kind of saw it coming, but in a way I didn't. Because I figured, okay, well, where did all the guns come from? They're going to come back. He was preparing himself. But she ended up... Well, I don't know if it's going to be a spoiler. I mean, it's been I, two I know, I, out. I can't really, like, taper you because I don't know what you're going to say because I haven't seen the movie. Okay, so, so I you, can't do it like a... Yeah. I can't help you guard your spoilers. Uh, I don't well, know. If you want to watch it, it wait till it comes out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... You're right. It's, it's been it's, out a few weeks now. Okay, so. cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> she ends up dying. Don't. Say, oh, okay. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that, so I had to say it beforehand. No, I, she ends up. No, no. I was just about to say, don't say anything that would spoil it for me. Oh. If I want to watch the you movie. You don't want to watch it. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to watch it. All right. I mean, it was enjoyable, but I could have waited. I could have waited until it came out. Well, maybe I could have waited, and now I don't need to. <laughs> no, you don't need to. Honestly, <laughs> nah. Okay. If you've seen the first two Rambos, Honestly, this is a modern like I said. Honestly, I don't even day. know if I've seen the first two Rambo's. I saw the second one. I I don't think I I didn't fully watch the first one because they were what in the eighties. Like yeah. I don't you know I don't know if I've seen all of Rambo. I I know I've seen shots of him running through the jungle with a big ass you know machete. <laughs> yeah, gun. yeah, <laughs> huge guns. gun and machete. Like I've yeah. seen that, but like I don't know if I've actually watched Rambo. As, as far as action goes, the whole story is him literally prepping his fortress and waiting for them to come by and him slaughtering them that's it so it's home alone it's home yeah (laughs) it's home alone okay rated r (laughs) rated r home alone uh tvma (laughs) okay yeah okay it's it's gruesome it's it's kevin McAllister if he actually is taking lives yeah got it like okay. gunshot to the like brain. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 
Like kind of how Home Alone should have been. Yep. <laughs> this. You know what? I see the resemblance. It could be him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like I said, it was a good movie. Uh, for me, he's watching it the second week it came out. It wasn't too bad. Okay. I mean, I'm not regretting it, but I'm also like, I could have used that to go buy a cheeseburger. <laughs> so, I mean, it was Sunday. I couldn't go to Chick-fil-A. So, right, yeah, movie. Then. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like I said, not too bad. I would say if you find it on Netflix, watch it. If you still feel like you need to watch it, eh, okay. save your money. Watch something else. Okay. Yeah. But that was it was funny because throughout the movie, I was also thinking like, fuck, I don't think I'd want to cross this guy. But then who would be worse, him or Wick? John Wick. Ooh. Yeah. So that stirred up something. And then I, then I was kind of glad I saw it because I was like, wow, I wouldn't want to cross any of them. I'm, man, who? Like this guy's already like take pills and like trying to hold it back. I think... I think I'd rather go against Rambo. Why is that? My my rationale for that is I thought about it the other way first. I thought if I had to have one of them on my team to defeat the other, who would I want? Yeah, I would want Wick with me. So that means that I have more faith in Wick, uh, which means I'd rather go against Rambo. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't want to go against John Wick. Uh, Mm-mm. Then I'm gonna have to get plastic surgery and just like not face any of them. <laughs> I'm calling on Deadpool. Can you? Oh yeah, help brother out, please. Yeah, Man. yeah. I mean, it's all right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's what I figured. Yeah. Yeah. The trailer was better. Mm. The first trailer was better. Oh jeez. Okay. Yeah. All right. That didn't give us much. Yeah. Should have kept that way. Okay. But yeah. Well, shit. I did like that. Twenty percent of the film was a bit like Mexico. You know, something mm. different. Okay. You know, so it was Spanish. Word. Okay. Well, I guess really quick before we we can get out of here soon. So before we get to sleepers, I just wanted to ask you: Is fall season starting back now? Finally, TV, right? Mm, yeah. Is there anything that you are super excited to be watching to come back? Well, for me, Grey's Anatomy came back already. It started. Mm. Uh. I already, I was already afraid of this. They're like trying too hard to make it, you know, continue after what twenty thousand seasons. <laughs> okay. But, no, I think this is their what fifteenth or sixteenth season. Yikes. Yeah, I know. But I mean, it was a good episode. I don't know where they're going with it. Mm. I can kind of see it, but then again, it's like, what else can you pull from this? From it being so dramatic, you know? Right. Um, but I'm excited for Flash. Oh my yeah, gosh, I can't wait for Flash. That's one, but I think those are the only two that I was actually, well, I was more excited for Flash than I was for anything else. Okay. So I haven't really caught, I mean, I haven't started anything. I can't wait for that, the the Crisis Saga this year. Oh, or the, yeah, yeah. The Arrowverse crossover. Mm-hmm, yeah. Have you seen all the stuff they've been announcing about have, it? I have, yeah. How, like, uh, Brandon Routh is going to be playing Superman yeah. again, which is crazy because he's on Legends. Mm-hmm. And so I guess it's like an alternate universe Superman uh, he's going to be. How that, yeah. Yeah. But like that's cool. Like I I think they said that they're bringing in the they're roping in the Black Lightning people maybe. Well, maybe. I didn't hear about that. Or I, see I, that. I I saw a rumor about that, but I, that I, that may have been inaccurate. I can't remember. Hmm. Cuz the the show is not a part of the the lineup. But I also know that they are they're starting the crossovers 
before the winter break and finishing them after, which is really upsetting to me because I prefer them when it's only one week and I can watch it straight. I don't want to wait to see what happens and how it ends. So we'll see. But yeah, I'm definitely excited for those. I'm also excited to see how they go with the Batwoman show. Yeah. I really want to see that that one. I'm looking forward to that one. That, That starts this Sunday. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, shit. Which means Flash starts next Tuesday. Oh, fam. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, did you hear that random news about the, that Ruby Rose posted recently? No. So apparently, I don't know if it was from the Batwoman filming or not, but she had to go into surgery. like emergency surgery. I did, yeah. Yeah. She was like facing paralysis. Yeah. Uh, she had surgery what, or towards her neck or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. And it was because of like some stunts that she was doing man and they, they didn't i don't think they said what the stunts were or like what she was doing it on if it was for batwoman or for a movie or what yeah but like she was facing paralysis like that crazy that is insane and yeah, i saw that video that just once again goes to i don't remember which episode it was last week the one before the but us talking about the importance of these stunt people and mm-hmm. just yep just what they put their bodies through. Uh-huh. It's it's so important and we really should value them more and and shine a, a brighter light on them because that's what could happen, mm-hmm. you know? And, and they're putting their bodies on the line like that for the sake of these actors all the time. And sometimes the actors are doing it on their own and putting their their bodies on the line just as well. And it's, it, it, it's scary, mm-hmm. you know, what could be happening. And I mean, to think that this young girl who was, you know, or this young woman who is, just really getting going in her career, you know, could have been paralyzed. That's Crazy. wild. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm very happy that she's all, yeah, all good and well. Um, I'm trying to think of what I'm excited for. Uh, well, last week I was actually uh, happy that like Blackish came back and Mixedish premiered. Oh, okay. Uh, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about Mixedish mm-hmm. uh, just because. It's one of those things where, you know, you you take a character from the main show and then you do a prequel spinoff of like their childhood. Yeah. I just wasn't sure if I was going to care mm. or like it, you know, but it was pretty decent, actually. One thing I really liked about it was the the way they set up the the hour block now is that it's mixed ish and then blackish right after. Mm. And when you watch the the two episodes straight through, they went right into each other. Oh, nice. Yeah, so the way Mixed Dish ended with the stuff they were talking about, they didn't go to a commercial break. It went straight into Blackish, and Blackish just started. Oh, nice. Yeah. Right. And so if they do stuff like that where they really play with the hour block, that could be really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I look forward to seeing how they toy around with that. I'm actually hoping I can uh, watch tonight the the new episodes um tight tight yeah so that was pretty cool uh i'm also excited for this next season of walking dead to start Mm. this weekend they've been up and down the past few seasons but it looks like this next one will be pretty good so i'm excited about that and uh i wanted to watch the have you seen the trailers for the new show uh the godfather of harlem with forrest whitaker no, I've seen it around, but I haven't seen it. Okay, so it just premiered like the other day, mm-hmm. and but the show is on the channel Epics, and I don't have the channel Epics. I don't. I I guess you what? Yeah, what is that? Yeah, it's like a additional channel that you can 
buying, you know, add to your packages. I don't have it in my current package. Uh Uh, But they did the smart thing where they, while this show was premiering, they did one of those like free weekend things so that Mm -hmm. people, you know, you could see it. So I would have been able to watch the premiere of the show, but I decided against it because I don't want to watch the pilot and love it and then not have the channel and not be able to watch the rest. Yeah. And I'm not in the point right now where I feel like paying for another channel and yeah. adding it onto my package. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to hold off right now and see, <laughs> maybe I'll watch it later, but uh, it, it should be an interesting show. You know, it's about Bumpy Johnson and mm-hmm. just the, the basically the precursor to all the Frank Lucas stuff from American yeah. Gangster and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, it does feel like Forrest Whitaker might be a little old to play the character at that time, but I'm sure they make it work. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't think Bumpy was as old as Forrest is mm-hmm. at, at the point they are in the story. Oh, okay. So I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. But uh, yeah. So I don't, and there's, I'm sure there's a ton of other shit that I'm excited to see, <laughs> but I never remember it until like, I look at my DVR and I'm like, oh yeah, I set that to record. Nice. <laughs> I just like, oh, we'll watch that now. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, shit. All right. We uh we doing sleepers? Yeah. Cool shit. Let's do some sleepers. Cool. Damn, this is about to be like a regular length episode. <laughs> and we Amazing. thought it was gonna be like yeah. 40 minutes and out. Nice. Go ahead, start it off. You know, you know, it starts on you. All right, cool. Does it? We always start with you in the sleepers. I don't remember. <laughs> All right, so my sleeper pick is Forbidden Kingdom. Wait, Forbidden Kingdom? Yeah. Hold on. The Jackie Chan Jet yep. Li movie? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm going back to action. I'm sorry. I had to. Uh, I, mean, that's, I mean, those are the only sleepers I got, honestly. Yeah. Uh, the other ones I... I mean, I was actually going to say the big hit, but I'm like, I said it last time. Yeah. You're going to look it up. That's nah. it right there. Nah, you good. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but I'm going to say that one. So basically... You were going to say, like, this little known film called Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> But you know about that movie? Yeah, yeah, I heard about it. Okay, see, so heard about it. You yeah, didn't yeah. watch it. No, I never seen it. Okay, <laughs> it's coming out next year. Oh, wait, is it? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this kid, he teenager. He's basically this kung fu fan, and uh, he works at this novelty shop, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> he befriends this old guy who's basically training him on the historic values of what he has. Uh, one day comes around where these bullies are just picking on him, and he's basically trying to run away. As he runs away, he hits his head and gets a concussion and somehow wakes up in the era of just where Kung Fu was, you know, born. Mm -hmm. So he has two mentors and he's trying to, uh, what's it called, return a staff that was given to him. So this whole message was basically, okay, return the staff and then you can come home. Mm -hmm. So through the journey, he develops the skills to become a martial artist and he helps out with the journey and then towards the end, goes back home when he goes back home those bullies are still there he basically woke up as when he was concussed so at the first time around he was getting his ass beat and this time towards the end he basically gives him an ass whooping you know something to remember and it's just a turn of events uh character development it's actually like just the acting itself it's well done like this kid i forgot his name but he did a really really good job and then the girl is actually going to play mulan Ah, yeah, that there's is a girl the in same it. girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a girl in it. Forgot her name too, which, but I know she speaks in the third person, <laughs> and it's is it third person? Yeah, something like that. But yeah, it's a it's a great film. 
I I know that I said it very briefly to when you were introing it, but I feel like you're leaving out the biggest factor of this film. Jackie Chan and Jet Li? That it's Jackie Chan yeah, it's and Jackie Jet Chan. Li oh, as his two mentors? Yeah, I, I kind of thought that that was just going to be implied, but it wasn't. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I was just excited that's, about it. Yeah. That's the biggest emphasis of the film. That it's so Jackie Chan so and the best. Jet Li. Yeah, so Jackie Chan and Jet Li are in it. I don't want to say anything. I want them to just be excited. No. But, okay, there you it's go. Like there Jackie you have it. Jackie Chan doing the drunken master? Yep, Come on. pretty much. Yeah, oh. and they're facing each other, and then they partner up, and it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I love those two. And partnered up. Yeah, I do remember really enjoying that movie. And it is more like uh, the the kung fu is very, very traditional Asian yes, style kung fu is. with like like crouching tiger style mm-hmm. where there's like gravity defying and things like yes. that. Where, you know, but yeah, no, done really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I need to watch that again. Yeah, you do. I haven't seen that since it was in the theater. Wow. Yeah. yeah it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Wow. That's a good sleeper, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look yeah. at you Watch picking it, you know? a good sleeper. Watch Not that it, you yeah. haven't picked good sleepers before, but, you know, you be trying to say movies that everybody hasn't seen. Okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. That's, that's, now I really want to watch Forbidden Kingdom again. I thought Mean Girls was a good pick. Stop. <laughs> Yo, October 3rd is coming up. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, I haven't seen the memes already. It's like, how are you? It's not even the third yet. Yeah. Like, it's the same as the it's going to be May memes. They will never die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit. All right. Then I guess I will do my sleeper and then we can get the out of here. Uh, okay. So my sleeper is a film from early 2000s, 2003, I believe. And it's called Matchstick Men. And... The movie is, it's a Ridley Scott film, mm-hmm. and it stars Nicolas Cage. Ah, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's Nicolas Cage and Sam Rockwell. I heard of it, never seen it. Okay, so really good movie. I haven't seen it in years, but I loved it. Mm. And so Nick Cage and Sam Rockwell, they're con men. Uh, and Nick Cage's character has ocd and it's like a the it's a it's a big factor in the the characteristics of his character um so again they're they're con men and you know they they pull cons and they swindle people out of money and things like that and what happens is nick cage's daughter shows up and i don't remember if he didn't know he had a daughter or if he just hasn't seen her in many years. I don't remember. But his daughter shows up. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of now like in the picture and in the mix. And she's like mid-teens, late okay. teens, somewhere around there. Mid-teens, I think. Like 15 or so, maybe. Um, and so she's now getting close with him. And she's actually kind of helping with some of his like idiosyncrasies and the OCD and all that and she basically wants to get involved in the quote family business right Mm -hmm. the the whole conning right and so Nick Cage goes along with it and actually starts teaching her and training her and letting her come along on this next big heist that they yeah. have or con right that they have set up that that's coming and i don't want to go into much more 
because it's with it being a con movie you know there's always tons of misdirections mm -hmm, and yeah. it's a lot of like oh didn't see that coming and oh shit you know a lot of those kind of moments and there's definitely uh there's definitely some oh shits near the end where you're like whoa mm. but yeah that's all i'm gonna say about it <laughs> that's all i will say i just want to say that it, it, it was just it was really well done and obviously it's ridley scott so mm -hmm. you know it's it's ridley scott <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. you can't go wrong really with ridley um but yeah it's just it's a it's a really good film and if you haven't seen it i highly recommend it and if you enjoy con films or if, if you liked movies like like the will smith margot robbie one focus like things like that like it's definitely in line with stuff oh, like okay. that where it's like oh like complete like intentional misdirections mm -hmm. the whole time and then things flip at the end and you're like yo you conned me because i mm -hmm. thought i was in on the con and then you know it's like yeah kind of like uh like how Ocean's Eleven, where you think you know what their plan is, and you're watching it, and you think you're watching it fail, and then you realize, oh shit, I didn't know their real plan. Mm -hmm. They tricked me too. Yeah, yeah, It's that kind of movie. Okay, nice. So, yeah, I highly recommend it. Matchstick Men. Uh, yeah, go watch that. That's my sleeper pick definitely. of the week. Okay, okay. Yeah. And, well, shit. We're like damn near at an hour and a half again. So yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, this is what we do, man. We yeah, come in here, yeah. and we talk. I'm glad we shot the shit now and didn't mm -hmm. save these topics for next no, week. No, no, because yeah. next week we're gonna have to talk about Joker. We're gonna have Raising Dion to talk about. Yep. <laughs> What's the other one? Was there something uh, else? Yeah. Um. Crap. What was it? Oh, oh, it starts with a D. How am I blanking out? It's right there. I was just talking about it today. The Eddie Murphy one. Oh, Dolomite. Dolomite. Yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna get to that. Raising Dion is going to take, I'm, I'm, that's a priority. We'll, well see. I'll watch them both. We'll see. Yeah. I'm going to try and get to it. I missed the screening that was, that they were having recently for Double uh. Might. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and get to it. But yeah, we definitely, though that those are going to need their own episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> and after next week, hopefully we will not have to talk about the Joker movie anymore oh, since yeah. we've been talking about it for like months now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Fourth Wall. We're going to get out of here. We're going to wrap it up and we're just going to go. Chick-fil-A. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get you some food. Uh, I, as always, am your host, Jeff Wood. And I am here, as always, with the man, the myth, the cinematography legend, Henry Marquis. Always. Always. <laughs> and uh, that's a wrap. Uh, we out. Don't be weird. Don't be weird. That's my personality. Weird. <laughs> cut! That's a cut. That was awesome. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah.